man, oh man, wasn't that the best song ever? Trying out the intro song type of thing, gonna see how it goes, but uh, yeah. Welcome to episode number two of the Runner Shuffled podcast. I'm Gerard Connolly, I'm your host, and I think episode number one was a success. I got a lot of good feedback, a lot of people seem to enjoy it, a lot of people that I know, obviously, um... You know, like I said, if you are listening to this podcast, good chance you're one of my friends. Um, but good news, 99% of people who listened to the last podcast were from the United States of America, where I reside. But 1% of people were from Israel. So welcome from Israel. Thank you for tuning in. And uh, if you're tuning in again, Mr. Israel Man, thanks. Um, a lot of cool things happened this week, a lot of big track and field news. Uh, we are in the thick of it as far as COVID-19 2021 winter track and field goes, uh, things are definitely moving. Things are definitely happening. And, uh, before we go any further, I just want to make a big announcement. I want to really announce I've, I've been building up to this for a while and it's, it's been kind of nerve wracking to say this, but. Here I am, I'm saying it now, I am no longer a member of Bowerman Track Club. I'm so sorry to all my fans, I'm so sorry to everybody who cares, but Bowerman Track Club is going to have to go on without me. Me, Ryan Hill, and Colleen Quigley are moving on, we are going elsewhere. Ryan Hill has already confirmed that he's going to Northern Arizona Elite, sponsored by Hoka 1-1. Colleen Quigley, on the other hand, has not announced where she's going. She's currently in the state of wanting to just absorb all of the good memories or thinking about all the good memories, absorb all the, uh, I don't know, good vibes, attention, everybody saying congrats on a great career with a great team. And uh, yeah, I would say she's one of the founding mothers of Bowerman Track Club back when it was just Shalane Flanagan and... Uh, not yeah there she's she was the third female on Bowman Track Club so really interesting to see that she left um literally have no idea what she's doing don't know if she's retiring from running i don't know if she's running on another club i don't know if she is going to be sponsored by Nike or sponsored by another brand um i don't know I, I don't think she's going with Hoka. If you follow the Instagram account, Instagram account that we we're putting together for Runner Shuffled, obviously we made that prediction that she's going to Hoka based on the Photoshop image that we put together. But that was honestly just the most convenient uh, photo to Photoshop, putting a Hoka jersey on, to, on top of the Bowerman Track Club jersey that Colleen was already wearing. So if you saw it, I'm going to say that's probably my fifth best guess. Uh, my first best best guess would be that she's probably staying with Nike. And I don't know. I honestly don't know. Uh, maybe she's going to Team Boss. I think that's a good possibility. Um, but honestly, I do think that this uh, is a... I, I don't know. I, I, I can't say there's one thing that it, it could be money. You know, it definitely could be money with, you know, your 
being paid however much money to run somewhere and then a whole another situation another club or another brand offers you a lot more money obviously you're going to take that and you're going to reconsider your life for the sake of bringing in the bucks and setting yourself up for the rest of your life um so that's something to consider um Another thing to consider is the atmosphere of the team and the atmosphere of where she's living. Um, does she like it in Portland? Does she like training with Shelby and Carissa and under Jerry and with Quinn Jorgensen and uh, Mariel Hall and, and all those other women that are, are uh, in Oregon? Does she like the atmosphere of being on a team with, with just an onslaught of extremely competitive women um it's got to be tough and some people do great in situations like that other people don't um i mean look at ben true ben true was somebody who was a standout runner in college uh whatever you know he he did cross-country skiing at, at, at some points obviously but you know his sub four miler and then he he went uh he went pro and he was offered a spot on the otc elite team and uh for some reason he just didn't click with the fact that he was around people all the time and he was training with a big group of really fast people and he's admitted to wanting to be by himself uh, to train. He, he prefers to train alone and he thinks he trains better when he's alone. So maybe that's another thing to consider with Colleen Quigley. Maybe uh, maybe there's something going on behind the scenes at Bowerman. Maybe there's some team drama Uh I mean, I don't think team drama really factors in too much on the professional scene the same way it does in college, say. But, again, another thing to consider. But at the end of the day, you just really don't know what her reason for leaving is. Um, I don't even know what Ryan Hill's reason was. I, I, I mean, with that, I think since it's we, we saw where he went, we saw that he just went to another pretty similar team, Similar in the sense of the structure, you know, it's a similar size team. Uh, they train together the same amount. Um, definitely not similar in the type of runners they are. Nazlite is more of a marathon group, while Bowerman Track Club is more of a 800-mile um, 5K group, 10K group. Uh, so, obviously... Since he went to Hoka, a, a, a team that's similar in structure, in logistics, it seems like it was just a money move. That's my guess for Ryan Hill, but uh, yeah, I just don't know about Colleen Quigley. It's hard to say. If you have any <laughs> intel, please let us know. And one last thing I just want to say about Ryan Hill totally unrelated to his move from Bowerman Track Club to Northern Arizona Elite is the fact that when you listen to him speak, he sounds exactly like Matthew McConaughey. I, it Not exactly, but you know he sounds very similar. And he has the same kind of mannerism. He has the same kind of uh, Southern personality, if you will. You know, he, he talks slow. He talks long. He uses big words. He... he uh, he has a very professional manner about him, and uh, yeah, I think Ryan Hill could go and do a very good impersonation of Matthew McConaughey. And I, I say this based on the Sidious Mag podcast with Matthew McConaughey. In that podcast, just the whole time, I, I, 
I just said Matthew McConaughey. No, the Sidious Mag podcast with Ryan Hill. The whole time, Ryan Hill sounded exactly like Matthew McConaughey, and I just kept on thinking about it. And uh, yeah, in that podcast too, he does an impersonation. He does an impersonation of Jerry Schumacher himself. So apparently he's good at impersonations. What I want to see him do is an impersonation of the man, the myth, the legend, Matty Mick. I want to see that happen. I want to hear that happen. Today is Friday, February 5th. It is 8.33 p.m. I'm supposed to be at Michael Leary's house drinking beverages with Mike and Ryan, and we're going to be watching the Barstool Rough and Rowdy boxing match. Uh, I was supposed to be there three minutes ago. I told them I'm going to be late. Tomorrow we have some more sporting events going on that I am definitely looking forward to, and I think a lot of people are looking forward to since we had some of those uh, other meets in the summer. Bowerman Track Club is having essentially a team team time trial similar to what they did earlier in COVID where uh, Shelby and Carissa, they both ran the American record 5K. Uh, The men and the women both ran four by mile world records. I think, I think the women did four by 1500 and then I'm not too sure what the men did, but if you don't remember those meets very early in COVID Bowerman track club uh, put together some really cool performances that gave everybody something to look forward to. And tomorrow will be similar, but it will be a little bit more exciting because there will be some other athletes in the field from other clubs and sponsored by other brands. If you look at the 800 start list, we have Nike, Bowerman Track Club, Bowerman Track Club, Bowerman Track Club, Eon No Hilly, unattached, Danny Jones, oh, the women's 800, Danny Jones, New Balance, Corey McGee, New Balance, Sofra, Sofra, Cleria Butner, Team New Balance Boston. Totally sorry. Totally apologize for that uh, freaking pile of garbage of, of pronunciation that I just made. Heather McLean, New Balance Boston. 800. Ellie Pur- Purrier, the indoor uh, indoor world record holder in the mile. Team New Balance Boston. And uh, Alexa Aframeson, Nike. Um, that's the women's 800. I, you know what? I'm not going to go through the whole list. Uh, let me just let me just say, all right, two people that I saw in the 3K, the men's 3K that I'm really looking forward to is Morgan McDonald of Team Boss, Under Armour, and the the man, the myth, the legend, the king of something. I don't know what he's the king of anymore, but he's the king of something. And he's he has the title of the king. You can never take it away from him. Edward Cheserick is racing the 3,000 meters tomorrow in... Where is this? Where is this taking place? Arizona. Undisclosed lo- location. For those in the state inclined to sleuth out the location... Oh, to sleuth out the location... Please don't! We are under strict instructions from the venue to keep out spectators, and if people show up, it will put the whole event at risk. To all of my fans on this listening to this podcast, do not go to the Nike Bowerman Track Club prickly pear invite. 
you will be arrested. No, I don't think you'll be arrested, but something might happen. You never know. All right, so yeah, that was the men's 3,000 meter. Let's see. Uh, and I'm just pointing out people that aren't on Bowerman. Uh, obviously, everybody knows a bunch of Bowerman people are going to be racing. Um, but in the women's 3,000 meter, we have Abby Cooper. I'm a big fan of Abby. And we have Colleen Quigley. All right, well, let me first go over why I'm a big fan of Abby Cooper. Abby D'Agostino Cooper in 2016 at the Rio Olympics in the prelims gets tripped up and freaking snaps her knee. She tears her ACL racing a track race. For those who know me, I tore my ACL in 2018. Uh, not many runners tear their ACL. I think we are probably the only two competitive runners in the world. Not, not true. It probably happens more often than I think. But I, when I tore my ACL, there was nobody else I knew that tore their ACL and was also a runner. So if you know anything about the ACL tearing injury, it always, almost always requ requires surgery. And that kind of surgery really messes up your entire leg. It shuts off all the muscles. It it just, it it's a lot of swelling, a lot of, uh, a lot of scar tissue. I don't know. You don't really know what it does to your leg until you've had that surgery. And, uh, you know, when you're a runner, you need your legs. You need your legs to be operating on all cylinders. So to go from running as a competitive athlete to tearing your ACL, getting that surgery, and then trying to do that again on one leg that's fine and another leg that's just a piece of poop, uh, yeah, it's tough, and there isn't any. There was nobody else out there that have, has gone through that, and uh, I found out that Abby D'Agostino Cooper had that happened to her, and I reached out to her, and basically she she talked to me a lot. She gave me a lot of good advice. She she gave me a lot of good like technical training advice, like rehab advice, but also gave me a lot of good life advice and just advice for somebody who was once running all the time, running every single day for, you know, never taking off f from running for more than like a week at a time throughout my entire career to taking six months off of running and then, you know, over a year of just like mediocre running. Uh, yeah, she talked to me through that in a way. She talked me through my, my uh, just just the mental battle that's associated with that kind of injury. So Long story short, I'm a huge fan of Abby D'Agostino Cooper. Um, D'Agostino's her maiden name. Cooper's her her uh, her husband's last name, and that's now her last name. So, looking forward to seeing how she does out in that stacked 3,000 meter field tomorrow. And I was really excited when I saw this, and I'm still excited. Colleen Quigley back from the dead. She was she was dead for two days, three days, and now she's back competing unattached. It, I wonder I wonder how this is going to go. Um, I mean, like, I, I wonder what it would be like to be in her shoes and to, I don't know, to compete in that kind of race. Uh, I mean, it's probably not going to be super different, but, like, if she has a new coach now, then – I guess her new coach is going to be there and Jerry Schumacher is also going to be there. And when she's racing, it probably won't be Jerry that's cheering for her. 
it'll be her new coach that's cheering for her. And it's it won't be weird that her new coach is cheering for her, but it'll, it'll be weird for her that every time she passes Jerry Schumacher, Jerry Schumacher probably will only be focusing on his women and not her. And yeah, I mean, I've, I've been there. I, I've, I've changed coaches and I, I saw my old coach during a race. And it's like a weird, like, doesn't really mean anything. It doesn't, uh, it doesn't really like psych you out or anything, but it's something that, that you, you, you refixate your focus for like half a second. You, you, you take your focus off of the race and you see your coach, your ex coach, and you're like, Oh, and you're like, no, I gotta, I gotta race. But it's still, it's still something that, uh, if you're somebody who gets distracted easily and maybe overwhelmed easily by, a something like that then it could uh it could stir the pot a little bit so i personally don't think colleen quigley is the type of person who would get uh really too flustered by something like that i also don't think uh the relationship between colleen quigley and bowerman track club is frayed or or damaged in any way um obviously she doesn't run for them so it's different but i don't think it's a bad i don't think she's on bad terms with any of them um Maybe she is. I don't know. I again, we don't know why she left. So anything's possible, but it seems like it's all in good spirits. Um, I'm just looking for things to talk about here. So, got to make it as controversial as possible. You never know. Maybe Colleen Quigley got into a one v one fist fight with Shelby Houlihan. It was going down for three hours. They were they were battling to the death, <laughs> and then Shelby Houlihan took out her samurai sword and Shelby and then Colleen Quigley reached out of her back pocket and took out a bazooka and Jerry Schumacher stepped in and said Colleen you're off the team Colleen got very upset very angry and said this is not fair it's only because she has more American record or American titles than I do uh, Shelby Hulhan has nine American titles and Colleen Quigley has one the one time that uh, Shelby lost an American title was to Colleen Quigley. So maybe that's where it all started. Maybe that's why uh, this ended up happening. Who knows? Just looking for controversy here. But this, I think I'm onto something here. Um, if you want to start talking about some other controversy, though, I, I actually, this morning... My, my good old dear pal, Mike Petrina, sent me something on Instagram, and I, I just couldn't believe I've never like seen these people on Instagram or YouTube or anything before because uh, this uh, – I don't even know what to say. Talk – like literally like speaking of controversial, like Westfly Athletics, have, like if you've heard of them, then you know. They're – they're just so it's Everett. Hold on, let me look up the main guy, the main like, the the uh, the the king, the king of of uh, Westfly Athletics is Everett Smolders. He runs for Ole Miss. He just broke four in the mile for the first time, and uh, yeah, they're they've been putting out YouTube videos, they've been putting out Instagram content, and uh, their whole shtick, I guess, is. They're completely owning up to being, dare I say, douchebags. <laughs> I think they would agree that they're kind of douchebags. But I like, 
I think that like they know they're trying to do that. I and I kind of like respect it in a way. It's turning heads. Uh, it's it's drawing attention, and uh, I think one of their their biggest things that I I kind of find funny, and I can almost appre- I, I I do appreciate it. I, I'll admit. Is that they just shit? <laughs> they shit on uh, Tin Man Elite. They they openly throw shots at Tin Man Elite all the time, and uh, it's awesome. <laughs> it's, I mean, like the, the, Westfly Athletics is like I think it's the de- like fills the definition of controversy. That you have, you know, you have somebody like the athlete special who. Like like he's even considered controversial, and people like he he he's pretty like well spoken. He 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 doesn't swear a whole lot in his videos. He he's kind of a goofball, but he's mostly very respectful. You know, he's very passionate. He's very dedicated to to running, and he takes it very seriously. And he he could be quite emotional sometimes. Um, but then you have Westfly Athletics. These dudes are are, are puking on the track cursing like making fun of the, the Tim Man Elite they're they're I don't even know like if you don't know who they are just please go look them up because I really can't do justice of explaining these guys without uh yeah I, I just they're, they're 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 maniacs they're they're so much different than everybody else that like makes running content and they're fast too I mean the kid just broke four minutes in the mile so it's just it's different to see uh and i will i will have to say that like something about westfly athletics and something about these guys just totally reeks of jake paul and and like those kind of like vloggers uh like they're not even i can't even say they're vloggers anymore jake paul and logan paul started out as vloggers but now they're just freaking maniacs i mean logan paul is a little bit more calm down than than jake but jake is is like a i mean people always say he's a sociopath he he just manipulates people to to just follow in his footsteps and then uh you know i let me backtrack here i'm definitely not saying that westfly athletics is a sociopath that's that's the last thing i'm saying i'm just saying that jake paul is a freaking maniac and he's a bad influence for kids and uh yeah i mean something about westfly athletics is kind of resembles that but at the same time, they do, like, in their bio on Instagram, it says, on our way to taking over the running game, this this is the part I want effort times consistency equals confidence. Like, eh, you know what, that, I give you respect there, all right, that's a, that's something that a kid, if a, if a, if a 10th grade kid saw that, he or she would say, you know what, effort times consistency, confidence, that, that's a good point, yeah, maybe I should, but, <laughs> I don't know, but then it says alphas only. So, so any kids looking up to these guys will, yeah, they'll work their asses off, but they'll also be kind of douchebags. <laughs> so we'll, uh, we'll see where these guys go. We'll see where the Westfly Athletics, uh, group of runners, YouTube channel, whatever they are, how, how, uh, how they take on the sport and how they accomplish their goals of social media and running fast and, uh, getting clout. It's all people are making it all about the clout these days. Even me, if you know me, you know that I am like I I I speak against clout. I 
I don't hate clout. I don't think anybody truly hates having clout. But just the idea that clout is a word that is said all the time in the running world now is kind of just weird to me. And here I am trying, making a podcast, uh, try, trying to get trying to get my own uh, amount of clout here. But, you know, it ain't about the clout here. It ain't about the clout and running. It's just about having a good time and pushing yourself to accomplish things that you want. And uh, right now, I just want to make a podcast, have some fun with that, and run fast and accomplish things in that too. Um, and if it gets me clout, I will take it. But it's not what it's all about. Put it that way. And I think this whole clout train thing, I think this whole focus on clout, I think we're all these other runners, other kids are, are, are like realizing that clout can be useful in the running game is from Tin Man Elite. I, I mean, they started in 2017. They were really like the first team that started just, I, I mean, I'm pretty like, I don't think there was any other club or like team that was putting out like making content their main like marketing focus i guess uh i mean there was flow track but flow track isn't a team flow track was a, a, a like a news outlet that was going out to teams going out to college teams pro teams pro athletes and staying involved with them and shooting videos with them and uh you know all the runners had to do was run but then you have Tim Man Elite that uh, has been kind of changing the game. Love them or hate them, there's definitely a lot to love about them, and there's <laughs> there's quite a bit to hate about them. Uh, either way, no matter how you look at them, they are were kind of the first group of people who were bringing more attention to themselves. I can't even say they're bringing more attention to the sport because the type of content they're making is really the only kind. It's 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 the only type of content that runners would want to consume. I, I don't know anybody outside of running who would watch a Tin Man Elite video and be like, oh, I could totally relate to that. Not really. I mean, it's just, it's like, they just post videos of themselves waking up, what they eat for breakfast, and them running, slow motion videos of them running with music, and then maybe them lifting, and then them stretching before bed, and then going to bed to like, something about I got to wake up early tomorrow for a big run, whatever it is. Tim Man Elite was the first group to make that kind of content. And uh, yeah, they started the trend for sure. Uh, definitely interesting to see. I can't even say I'm too much of a consumer of this type of content. Ironically, I'm making a podcast about this kind of stuff going on in their sport. I don't really consume the content itself this much. I, I almost enjoy observing how these things pan out. Like I, I, I enjoy seeing the result of a certain trend in our sport or seeing how, I don't know, just uh, watching certain people in our sport bring out something new, a new, a new type of, uh, new, new way of marketing themselves, new, whatever it is, just looking at it from like a sport management perspective and, and kind of, uh, I don't know, making bets with myself about how it'll turn out. And, uh, so far these days there's a lot going on and it's, it's very cool to see. 
Another new team that is uh, hitting the scene right now is Empire Elite Track Club, Long Island, New York. And, uh, you know, our closest professional track team was the NJNY Track Club. Uh, Kyle Merber, who is a Long Islander, he was on that. He was one one of the, like the, I guess you could say the founding fathers of that team. Um, maybe not the founding fathers, but he was one of the first members on that team under Coach Gags and definitely helped shape that club to be what it is today through his social media presence and just him being Merber. Um, so yeah, being a Long Island kid, I always followed NJNY and Hoka recently decided to stop sponsoring that team. They decided that, uh, you know, amidst the pandemic, amidst whatever, whatever they they wanted to, whatever they're doing, what if it's money, whatever they they just aren't putting it into NJNY Track Club anymore. And now, a new track club is forming called Empire Elite Track Club. The assistant coaches from NJNY are basically leaving. NJNY. NJNY still exists, by the way, as far as I know. Coach Gags is still out there. NJNY still exists. It's just not a Hoka team anymore. So the assistant coaches left, and they are forming their own separate club called Empire Elite Track Club. And, uh, yes, some of the members from NJNY are moving over to Empire Elite, and there are also other members on Empire Elite who are new to the pro running game, it seems like. So Eric Holt was a four-flat miler from Binghamton. He's, he's part of the club. There is also Isaac Updike. We have Danny Aragon. Yeah, that's that's all we have for them right now. The assistant coaches are John Troutman and Tom Nohilly. Familiar names in the game. And it looks like Johnny Gregoric is going to be uh, on the club as well. So good for these guys. They're starting a new team, and we're going to see... How this unfolds for them, uh, you know, are they getting a sponsorship? Are they, what are their goals? What like what what is what is this team going to do? Um, quite honestly, I mean, this podcast episode two, big big milestone in the in a podcaster's career is to make a second episode. Everybody knows that, and an even bigger milestone is to have a guest on the podcast. And uh, I guess a goal of mine would be to have one of the Empire Elite Track Club members or coaches on the podcast. Uh, interview them about the club and ask them some questions and see how the new track club process is unfolding. It would be really cool to just, yeah, I mean, obviously it would be really cool. They're fucking professional club runners, so we'll see if that can happen. Please stay tuned. If it happens, I'll be a very happy camper. Oh, man, in other news, we had Morgan McDonald posted a fantastic video this week. It was my favorite video of all time. No, it wasn't my favorite video of all time, but it was a good video. <laughs> Basically, the video starts out where Morgan McDonald and his roommate, college teammate on our show, I think his name is Nick, but there's also Nick Carleo, so I don't know if I'm getting confused with the names, but I think this other guy's name is Nick. They're talking back and forth between each other on the phone, and basically it goes, 
you know what? I'm not even going to say how it goes. I'm not going to do a good impersonation. Just go watch the fucking video. <sighs> Morgan McDonald, man. I just, I just want to see him win the Universal Championship. The... Like the like you know the universal championship the one where everybody in the universe races against each other there is there is like you know USA's and then there's worlds and then there's universals I want to see Morgan McDonald win the universal five thousand meter championship against everybody from Mars and everybody from Pluto and everybody from I don't know whoever else is out there oh my God. Oh my god, I'm so sorry if I'm... This is why you don't scroll through Instagram while you're podcasting. I just saw a just a terrible tattoo. A terrible tattoo. That's all I'm going to say. Last thing I want to talk about here is the Naz Elite movie. Northern Arizona Elite... Uh, came is coming out with a movie you could you could buy the tickets to the world premiere of this movie and it'll be virtual but you could watch it when it's it's world premiere and i think tickets are 15 dollars. and quite honestly i think i'm gonna make that investment i'm gonna shell out all 15 of my dollars every single one of them and uh yeah it seems like the movie is gonna be mostly focused on the olympic trials marathon and just highlighting the fact that the Olympic trials marathon is the biggest goal in a marathoner's career in the United States, whether you're, you know, somebody like me who would one day love to even qualify for the Olympic trials. That's, you know, if you made it this far into this podcast, I will go ahead and say that you are, you are privileged to the information of knowing that my goal is to make the Olympic trials marathon. Um, whether you're somebody like me or whether you're, you know, Scott Fobble, your goal, your number one goal is still going to be your performance at the Olympic trials, because if you have a good day that day, you're going to the Olympics. So yeah, it, it seems like it's gonna be a really cool movie. It seems like it was really well edited. The trailer is just, I mean, it's a 30 second trailer and I wanted to cry within that 30 seconds. So we'll see. We'll see. I'm looking forward to it. Um, I think we're nearing the end of this podcast here. I just want to go on the record and say that I'm kind of I honestly I'm kind of upset I waited till now to say this because this this was the biggest accomplishment of my life. This week, the biggest accomplishment of my life was a, completing a workout that I just it was it just so the workout was it it wasn't so much a challenge. I mean, it was definitely a challenge, but th- that wasn't the the, the hardest part was not running the workout. It was memorizing the workout. It was, so four times, 15 seconds hard, 45 seconds easy, 30 seconds hard, 30 seconds easy, 45 seconds hard, 15 seconds easy, 60 seconds hard, 60 seconds easy, 45 seconds hard, 15 seconds easy, 30 seconds hard, 30 seconds easy, uh, 15 seconds hard and then 45 seconds easy and then two minutes between sets four times of that and I finished that work and I felt like my brain was literally melting out of my ears so please if you made it this far into the podcast please just send me send me like $80 in the mail 
just as a congratulations for finishing that workout. That's all I have for tonight. We are a good amount of time into this and uh, very happy to have now completed episode number two of the Runner's Shuffled podcast. Thanks for tuning in, everybody. Good night. Thank <laughs> you.